Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co's here, Ryan. Bonsoir. And Scott. I'm real sick of the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Give me about brother. Yep, yep. Backstreet Okay, you had to explain that a little bit to me because I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. It's a, it's a game grump reference. It's a, uh, it's Apparently, um, the algorithm, yeah, Lucinda, whatever the fuck they want to call it, is basically flagged any uh, for a while. Was flagging any video in which the the words COVID nineteen coronavirus, the pandemic, like was mentioned in a video, like and just was being relentlessly demonetizing them. <laughs> It, because you know Google really gives a shit about it about YouTube creators, it actually doesn't. And while I understand, you know, you gotta you gotta keep the misinformation out of there. Mm-hmm. There was no, it was very artless. So yeah, many creators took to calling it cutesy names, <laughs> and to avoid being demonetized. And the Game Grumps chose the Backstreet Boys reunion. Ah, okay, got it. Um, and I would go into the how is our gaming been, but that's actually going to be a lot about what the main show is going to be about. Uh, yep. So we're going to head right on into the news and then we'll get back to, you know, the personal stuff. Uh, oh, so the first bit of personal news, and this is comes from me, Matthew, uh, the head editor, producer of Polyhedron to our loyal patrons. And primary good boy, good work boy. Yeah. Primary good work boy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because I don't, that it takes the sting off of what I have to say just as much. I oopsied a lot. Um, basically, uh, there is no raffle, everyone. Um, I'm sorry about this. Uh, basically, Patreon, I got the Patreon version of Clippy as I was making <laughs> the post about the raffle. And it basically says, looks like you're having wanting to have a raffle. Sorry, that's against our uh, terms of service. Uh, so we're on the back burner. I won't bore you with the details. But for right now, there is no raffle. There's no contest. We will come up with some cool rules and things that so we don't lose our access through Patreon. We'll come up with something that's better than drawing names from a fucking hat is really yeah. Um, that's really the problem. It's the drawing names from a hat aspect. Yeah. <laughs> also, the bigger the the bigger your you know your payment, the you know number, more number of chances. That's a no no too. Yeah. So it's going to be equal footing, and there will be actual rules. There'll be rules. We'll come up with it. Um, if you have any suggestions, send them our way. Polyhedron podcast gmail.com feel free to hit us up and give us your suggestions it just has to have basically it has to be a judgment call rather than like a random randomization man it sure would be nice if like our legislatures or our, our legislators like had a real world understanding of the internet and how everything about on that works and then update our laws accordingly so that they're you know so that they're you know they, they still protect people and whatnot but also like acknowledge the reality that you know not everything is done like it was 50 years ago unfortunately all the all the people we have pretty much have in an office are from 50 years ago Pro- so. progress has made one coffin at a time <laughs> yeah on that note going on to the news as you notice we missed out a little bit on an uh, an episode or we just pushed an episode back because of george floyd and the black lives matter movement all of that so just generally trying to show our solidarity with the movement. I mean, I know we're a bunch of, we're three white dudes just like sitting here rambling on about, you know, yeah, tabletop games, but the most nonsensical shit in the universe. But you know, we just wanted to do something, yeah. show something. Yeah. So it so that means it has been a minute for like things that have been going on, like as far as RPG yeah. stuff is concerned. Uh, biggest thing that's probably a lot of people are aware of. There's a new adventure from Wizard of the Coast. Rhyme of the Frostmaid. Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaid. Yes, uh, this not one. the sick rhymes of the Frostmaiden. That's a complete. That's a new oh, album yeah. by a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's, somewhere out there. That's awful. No, but supposedly, actually, it's funny you say rhyme because supposedly that's like part of the intro beginning motif of like starting the story is someone has has spoken a rhyme in Nicewind Dale that has started this big thing that's going to happen. See, and that's why being a Feronian is the worst. Like, it's a shit box world, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's too precarious. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I spoke a specific rhyming couplet, so I guess I'm going to die. <laughs> Me and everyone I know, we're going to freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. It's going to be out in September, early September. Uh, it's 
it's supposed to be, it's between levels one through 12. It's probably all going to be up in the Icewind Dale region, which is really cool because that's the famous area of where Drist and his, his companions were for a bulk of those books. I'm guessing 10 towns will be the, the yes. set, main set piece for that. Yep. They're going to go through like all the 10 towns because all the adventure books are also setting books now. So mm-hmm. it's going to have a lot of content about 10 towns, how they put together, what each of the 10 towns are basically all about and how they sort of work together. Um, going to find out about the unfortunate amount of segregation. <laughs> Cause we all know that wizard is trying to speak to racial injustice. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be in a bit of a spicy mood because we haven't talked recently. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we got to get it out, man. I mean, there somehow orcs or the representation of Ola's guide of orcs was got enough traction to where woods is like okay i guess we'll do something about uh, actually okay so let me let me finish september we're getting this new adventure it looks really cool there's gonna be a lot of new spells and magic items and oriole is something you can actually fight the lesser goddess of winter hopping right next to that is uh wizards recently released a big basically article uh, on their site about we are going to try to do better about racial representation um, and how what it means in our games from this point forward. And from what I wanted to make to Ryan's point is I think it has a lot to do with Black Lives Matter in the current situation, including the the, the stuff that was in Volo's guide and everyone being upset about that. I mean, it's a yeah. long time coming. Like it, I just don't like understand why like okay you're i understand 100 that dnd is a very white game it is a white game it is euro fantasy it's cool it's colonial is what the colonial colonial euro fantasy no doubt about it but when the entire ethos of it's been it's it's fucking magic okay it's all like it's all magic guys like very little of the forgotten realms takes place in like a place where natural evolution (laughs) like anything had any it took nothing real happened there you see and yes i understand that some of them have bits and pieces of real world racist bullshit that Mm -hmm. and i guess that's kind of what the problem is here that some of the back the the trappings of some of these cultures reflect real world trappings of you know Henry Morton Stanley's Darkest Africa, you know. Yeah, that's that's exactly like the no, the noble savage. I don't know. It's kind of like more power to the gnolls. How can you represent gnolls that way? It's like I don't know. A fucking demon shat them out. So maybe we don't need to worry. So, but they're going to be turned to fiends. I think. Yeah, they, that's be. exactly what they're. No, gnolls are going to be. They're going to become lesser fiends. Is what they're going to become. Um, I think. I think. I mean, the the, the my takeaway on this is that it's along the lines of like, if you've got enough voices, um, you know, saying, Hey, this thing, this thing pushes me away. It excludes me. It makes me feel less comfortable about playing this game. Um, And it's, you know, it may be a thing that us as three white dudes are never going to fully get, but yeah, I just don't get it. But but it's along the lines of like, we don't have to, the world, the world is catered to us. Uh, and you know, it, it's gonna be for, for the foreseeable future. I stopped so, liking killing of sentient things without purpose in DD a very long time ago. Yeah. So it's, oh, it's as a human being made me uncomfortable. So yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't just like go slaughter some orcs because I could. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't like that. But it's just, it's, it's, it's this notion of like this, this upsets people, this puts people, you know, on, on edge. It, it makes the game less accessible and, and less comfortable for people to play. And you know what? It's no, I'm not a big fan of D and D, so I don't have, you know, the nostalgia trap. Uh, but I understand like if, if something in one of my favorite games, like, okay, let's, let's bring this home, home to me. Like say for, 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 for sake of argument, I was like 100% like first edition Ravnos fanboy. <laughs> Fair enough. Like when I, when I was 18, let's just say that. And then, you know, like, you know, a, enough people pointed out like, Hey, this is really fucked up and it had to change. Then. Okay. It had to change. Like, and I get your point, but like as someone who's I've read a 
goddamn lot of forgotten realm <laughs> shit. I know, I know. And at no juncture have I seen where the culture of orcs in the forgotten realms, just specifically the forgotten realm, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, mirrors a culture in our world. It doesn't look like any culture I would recognize in our world. I mean, I get it's like I just I I, I have to go on the, the the standby of we have to take people at their word. No, that, that said that, that this upsets them and it and it it, it impacts them negatively. Here's the thing. Here's what they should they should do overall. Just get rid of racial bonuses first of all. Like just I mean, get that, that out of the fucking game. Like yeah, that has no place in it. That's eugenic nonsense. Okay, because- so I'm I now I am going to interject because you two have bounced around. I'm actually on like the far end of the other end of Ryan. Like I totally get it. I I absolutely get it. It's weird when I'm the most conservative here. <laughs> no, well, it's not you're being conservative. You're not saying, yeah, they should just keep them in and fuck it all. You're trying to say it's just fantasy, guys. I understand we're some of good, but it's not a not like a huge deal. But you understand it. You're not being insensitive. You're just trying to you can't get your brain around it and fine. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And for me, I totally get it. I've seen it. Like I understand where these where these tropes have come from because that's what's really, it's coming from stereotypes and tropes, which is all rooted in bigotry. Even Pathfinder Second Ed, before Wizards even brought this, when they brought Second Edition of Pathfinder out, they got rid of racial bonuses. They were like, "We have hair. We we don't even call them races anymore. We call them heritages, and you have your heritage bonus." I like that better. And I have read other things about like. On D and D Beyond, there's a really nice article. This was like six months, eight months ago. Guy was like, "You want to get rid of racial bonuses? You can keep all the special abilities that every race has. That has enough flavor in there to make each race unique. But the racial bonuses should be more like class bonuses or background bonuses. Things you get, uh, stat bonuses you get from because this is what you do. So if you're like a bard, of course a bard's going to have a slightly higher than charisma. They've cultivated it." Yeah, it's, kind of stuff. You're, you're, if you're going to get like a raw statistical bonus to a thing, it should be about the, the thing that you learned how to do. That's Correct. your job. Not Correct. Yeah. Who got you out. Yeah. And they, that was one of his big suggestions. And I was like, I want to do that. That's really cool. That, that's always seemed a lot more reasonable to me, too. I, I, that's what I would do. First of all, like if you want your first step here, just get rid of any of that crap. You know, you can leave in the stuff that's like culturally this culture favors this thing so yes they do have a proficiency in this skill because everyone is it's okay to say that elves have bo- proficiency in bows okay yeah to use a bow. you don't need to get rid of that what you need to get rid of is the eugenics nonsense of stat bonuses yeah. well, I and think, i think i think the biggest thing is the, is the alignment uh, alignment's also alignment. the next legacy thing yeah I, I think that more more than more than you know more more than like racial like ability and and attribute bonuses I think it's the the this pe- these people are inherently evil. Right, they're sentient. And that's fair. Uh, no, I can see that being a see. If you put it, if you cage it in like this mechanic X is inherently bad and wrong and bigoted, I can understand that completely because alignment's always awful. Like alignment's yeah. always been shitty and stupid. I mean, first of all, who gets to decide what's new, true neutral? Mm-hmm. Now that said, if your culture is like the the original. The original Spartans, for example, like mm-hmm. the classic representation of, say, I don't know, the Greek Spartans, like if they really did just murder their children, if they weren't correct enough, that culture is evil. Like, in yep. my view, that's an evil act. But, you know, they aren't, they're just human. So I guess like it's a cultural thing. And and, and that's another thing that they were, they're trying to getting in at is because of the cultural representation of works. And the Knoll situation where they're like, Knolls, we're, we're, we want to keep Knolls evil and evil. They're not like a like a mortal race. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure their alignment is is more much more uh, consistent. Well, they're going to make there's them fiends, which, are, which are what? There's nothing natural about Knolls. Correct. Like. Where they want to do more of the representation of drow and orcs, actually two sides of sort of similar coins of, so orcs, can be more their culture is warlock but them on an individual basis are not any one alignment same with drow not all drow societies need to be these awful matri or like uh misandrist terrible nightmares uh that all worship loth we need to give some diversity well their culture and, as well. And, that, and that's cool and i find and that's fine but 
like you don't have to change an entire setting for that, but you can just say that here's what their culture is like, but the individuals within it don't necessarily act within its strictures. Now, Eberron, you know, do whatever you like. They did a well, great that's, job. Well, that's of- where a lot of this started coming from was some of the depictions in Eberron were more diverse than what we saw in core yeah, Forgotten Realms. Yeah, of course. And Forgotten Realms is based on a much older, almost Tolkien idea of mm. things. And and anything going forward, it's almost if you want to be creative and interesting, you, it's your job to make it different at this yes. point, to make it interesting. I, actually, I'm hoping that they, in maybe not going forward, if they start diversifying this, I'm cool with that because then we're going to see drow societies, orc societies, other racial societies that are much different than we're stereotypically used to, which makes them more interesting. Yeah, but I don't think it, I, I just don't think it's useful to discard just a very simplistic, dra- <laughs> the matriarchal, crazy ass, hyper awful political society of the drow is in itself a very interesting and difficult thing to deal with. You don't have to interface with it. You actually have to go way the fuck out of your way if you want to. And the warlike culture of the orcs and Frodo, these are all things that you can just completely ignore and avoid as part of your game if you want to but don't i just don't want to see them thrown away because i think that those tropes are useful they're i don't think use- they're going to get thrown away but i do think they're going to it's going to be less monolithic because yeah, they're, they're that's- just going to they're going to detach these things from the notion of race yeah yeah it's a cultural difference yeah like, i don't i don't i don't think you're gonna get rid of the underdark and fucking lulth worship or anything like that no that's all going to be still there but it's just going to be decoupled from, you know, you were born this way, so you got to be this way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, and yeah. that's that's perfectly fine. Because one of the arguments was like, why are the humans the only ones that have like these diverse cultures amongst the people? But we, but all dwarves, all drow, all orcs, all halflings. Why are they pretty much all the same? Like, why are they monolithic? Like, what? <laughs> It's fair. Yeah, where why, where's my clan? Of, where's my clan of coastal surfer dwarves? Why are Hell my, yeah. Why, why are Lightfoot halflings all like kinder in our minds? Yeah, yeah. What are the old plucky hobbits? Because that's where they come from. That's what they're being stolen from. <laughs> okay, I have to I have to, to to interject for a moment just because we're talking about hobbits and the, I I recently watched all of Escape from the Blood Keep, uh, which is this beautiful Tolkien parody uh, where like the player characters are the the lieutenants of Sauron essentially. Uh, and it's like in one of the first big fights and they're in the scary volcano, which is what they call it, the scary volcano. <laughs> um, and, and like they've all rushed in and they see the two hobbits, uh, the two halflings who have just destroyed the big evil MacGuffin that's a stand in for the one ring. And they're just they're, they're doing this big fight with like fuck the fucking Gandalf stand in and the, like Elrond stand in all like the good guys come in to rescue the halflings. And just in the middle of it, he's going through the initiative order and he stops on uh, the stand in for Frodo. And then he and it's like, and uh, this, this halfling just says, I miss the Shire. And that's their action. <laughs> it was, like, well, uh, uh, sorry, Ruckland, Ruckland. Well, we can't say Shire. Nope, not Shire. <laughs> Rewind, edit. Yeah, I just love it. I miss the I miss, legally different yeah, just, area. I miss the Shia, and that's her action. <laughs> and it was great because, like, that that spawned into the, a campaign long rivalry between the basically the king of the Nazgul and the the Sam the Samwise Gamgee half standing because they, he just couldn't kill them. Yeah, like it, it was so the, it was so fucking tough. And it was, became a rivalry that never even got resolved. But it was it, that's a beautiful little show uh, for for you out there. It's six episodes long. Uh, oh, it's, it's only six episodes. Yeah, it's okay, a that's, it's that's a beautiful like beautiful reimagining of of the Tolkien nonsense from the perspective of like you know Nazgul and Spider Queen and hell yeah yeah it's good shit. Uh, but anyway, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That was some of the bigger announcements involving uh, Wizards of the Coast right now and what they plan to do forward, plus the Rime of the Frostmaiden. And apparently uh, which, it's going to be like super horror. Yes, it's like, it's it, there's a lot of they're taking a lot of inspiration from the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing, 30 Days of Night, like yep. things that that ice cold isolation, the idea that you can't really tell who people are because they're all bundled up. So mm-hmm. if you meet them, you may that may not be the who you think it is. Mm hmm. 
one of the coolest pieces of art is it's three kobolds in a trench coat. <laughs> Supposedly that's an NPC that's going to be in the game. Oh, yeah. Three kobolds in the trench coat. Uh, Finally, it gets its due. Uh, and supposedly I listened to something today where they mentioned inside the adventure, because they got a lot of like new writers for this mm -hmm. is they, they, there was an old story about uh, um, some sort of fish that's very popular up in uh, Icewind Dale and in the 10 towns. And there was like a big, you know, like the big fish, right? The, the, mm -hmm. the legendary catch. And supposedly somebody in one of the taverns got the fish, mounted it up on the wall and then some blast ass wizard chanted it so it would sing. Oh no. Yes. Oh, yes. Bastard. Yes. Oh. It's a singing but it's basically one of the one of the classic singing basses. <laughs> God damn it. Ah. Wow. Holy shit. Ah, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Obviously, there's gonna be in for Ram of the Frostmaiden, there is the the main normal cover, and there's there's the super fancy cover. Was it Hydra 67, I think, cover? Still, still waiting on my Planescape book, man. Good luck. You may be waiting a long time for that, if ever. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. It's so cool. It is, but it's one of those things that I think it's like you could just go back to the originals. Yeah, but and like... And just use the content. I, I Okay, here's the real thing about it. I'm not going to run a D&D &D game unless it has like a roll 20 pack to it oh yeah, that's true that's fair like, i'm just not gonna do it if I, unless i've got something that's right there that's everything ready to go for me to fucking deal with all the bullshit <laughs> and like it's gotten in, it's, it's balanced for for the party level that it's supposed to be at i'm not going to do that unless i have like everything super laid out for me and i don't have to fucking think about it and i can just focus on running the role going through the, the story and the role play and it's, it's not worth it for me to try and homebrew something that's fair. All right. All right. I, I can understand that. I respect that. But then you're going to be waiting. Yeah. 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 So uh, on other news, uh, obviously, we're getting closer and closer to Baldur's Gate 3. Everyone, we've gotten some play footage and more play footage and stuff like that. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has got pushed back again. Yes, unfortunately. But I mean, if, I, I want a good game. I would prefer they do it without crunch. If they yeah. are treating, I would prefer them do it without them treating their developers poorly. Yep. Yep. I do not like crunch. As someone put on Twitter today, you mean uh, unpaid overtime. Bingo, bango. Yep. Ain't no you magic. Which I didn't realize it was unpaid overtime. I thought it was just stupid amounts of overtime. Oh, well, t let me tell you, as a software developer, we don't get overtime, Matt. We're salary. Every developer is salary. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Every developer is salary, and any of them who do an hourly rate are hired guns and are going to get fired at the end of it. Right, right. So it, they're there for one specific thing, and that's it. That's not what a game studio does. They have most game developers make somewhere between fifty thousand and a hundred thousand, depending on your, you know, your level. And yes, while that does sound like some sort of staggering amount of money, if you're working an eighty-hour week, it doesn't feel that fucking magic. No, well, you're basically yeah. cutting your your salary in half. Yeah, because every hour you work after forty hours, you're you know just fucking yourself. Yep. And they don't get they don't get you know comp time. For that, yeah. they don't get shit. So, and there's a culture of of threat hanging over the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. Because if you don't do crunch and you're not cool with it, then when you try to go get another job, well, in like video games, there's also this other like thing of like, hey man, we're making art here. Yeah, that's ooh, ooh. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was watching uh, Sterling today, and he was yep. apparently one of the fuckers. Some dumb shit was like, The Last of Us 2 is like the Schindler's List, whereas everything else is the John Wick. I'm like, first of all, as a Jewish man, fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> comparing anything to that, games aren't movies. They're never going to be movies. In fact, what makes movies good are things that you can't do in games. And games are games. Yeah. Movies are movies interactivity makes games unable to be movies right there there's a whole there, it's a literally a different media they can still make you feel absolutely but don't mm -hmm. but they're not the but same so thing. can a book like a book That's can yeah. make you feel I, I cried reading a book recently because something very intense happened and i was like oh and you know yeah i mean like i i, I same same you know i i uh 
been getting ready for the next Dresden Files book, and there's some there's some moments in those books. And moving on to other things, yeah. uh, we actually have a lot more werewolf news, everyone. Werewolf? werewolf. Is there uh, Gamu? Yeah, uh, yeah, two of them, actually. My goodness. Yeah, yeah we've got, uh, uh, was it Earthblood? Yeah, we got the new, like, trailer. It's not like, we didn't see any gameplay. It's, it's a cinematic trailer. We're not going to see gameplay trailer. for a bit. Uh, yeah, there's Earthblood, and then, like, I think it's Heart of the Forest is the yeah, one. Yeah, Heart of the Forest. We know absolutely nothing about. Yeah. It was just announced. It's, an, it's supposedly it's a new narrative video game from different tales. That's who's yeah. making it. Uh, what so, kind of games have they made? I don't know off the top of my head. Let me go. Different games and walkabout games. Something called Wanderlust, Paradise Lost, Liberated. It looks like, yeah, these are like more like slow burn interactive games, like more story focused, obviously. Oh, kind of like visual novels. More like, I think they look a little more like visual novels. I could be wrong. I've just quickly gone over it. I mean, Shadows of, uh, Shadows of, no, not Shadows of New York. Coteries of New York was all right. Yeah. It was pretty. It was definitely a visual novel. Like there, mm. there there's not a lot of leeway in, uh, in uh, what you can do and the choices you can make, but it's very pretty. And it's very atmospheric. Um, uh, so uh, this is a bit of news that's kind of like, Ephemeral, mm, but I'm hey, fairly kind. Uh, uh, based on the fact that you know, just reading reading the tea leaves of Twitter, uh, uh, there's going to be Onyx Path is going to be making another Vampire of the Masquerade Fifth Edition book at some point uh, because uh, Clara Herbal, who wrote The Sacrifice in Chicago by Night, right. uh, has been like talking about like, hey, I'm writing a vampire book and I'm working with Onyx Path, so. Uh, and the fact that she ended her little tweet about that with the phrase "Hail Kane" just makes me shiver. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. I really think the next big book's got to be a spot book. It's got to be a spot book. Uh, we'll see when the player's guide comes out. Like that's yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm waiting for as far as that's concerned. And then the announcement of whatever this new Onyx Path Vampire book. Because I'll say it right here and now, the Onyx Path B five books way better than the than the Mophidius ones. Like they just are. Yeah. I mean Onyx Path has a very good pedigree as far as the writers and developers. Especially like, being in that sphere of what the world of darkness is. Mm-hmm. These mean, are people that were raised on those games. Fall of London was very good. It was interesting. There's a lot of sh- cool shit in there. It's very atypical and weird. But I did not like the Cam and Anarch books. Uh, and uh, other than like the and the core book is the core book, so it, yeah. is, what it is. But the, the the offerings from Onyx Path with Chicago by Night, Cults of the Blood Gods, and all the sort of the supplemental inform- material that they've been coming out with, just just been great. Well, Matthew so, Dawkins has kind of made it really made a name of himself as like the guy, one of the premier like scholar, like he's a scholar, but like archivist of world of darkness lore and like yeah. knowing that setting, like just living and breathing that setting mm-hmm. and being a very personable guy about how to approach topics. So the fact that we've got, you know, pretty much confirmed an onyx path vampire fifth edition book on, on the way. I'm happy about that. If they get their hands on the Sabbat book, Holy shit. I really think they did because somebody has been mentioning there's on some Twitter scuttlebutt about people were talking more about the salubri and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely hundred percent. The salubri one way or another needs to come back in a big way. I would love yeah. to see something very interesting with them in the well, modern. I would life. also, I would also like to see the thing that he talked about uh, with us of the, the uh, bring in the sort of the, the traveling vampire and that, then bring in a new interpretation of the Ravnos on the back mm-hmm. end of that. Correct. Correct. Like that would be cool as well. Yeah, more of more of the the psychopomp type of type of character. But speaking plan. of Onyx Pass, yes, exactly. Now we're actually off the news and onto our what we're kind of rambling about. Uh, Scott and I participated in the Onyx Path uh, online convention uh, mm-hmm. about two weeks Virtual, ago, right? Yeah, two weeks ago, as of time of this recording. Yep. Um, yeah. So I uh, I helped out with Gehenna Gaming's Virtual Horror Con a couple of months ago when the Backstreet Boys reunion tour started. Um, and it's and still going on. It's still going on. Uh, and so that means that I was on their Discord or their sort of their back-end Discord. Uh, and they started talking about, a couple of weeks ago, they started talking about the Onyx Path Con, how it's going to be a thing. 
Like, if you want to help out, let us know. And I'm, I, I jumped on that thing like a fucking cat. Yeah. Uh, I, I was there. I, I definitely like, um, and just, I really appreciate them being uh, accepting of my help because I ran five games that weekend. How'd that feel? Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about how that felt. Uh, <laughs> all but, good things get in a game. All oh, good, yeah, all all good, good things. things. I was exhausted by the end of it. But um, I got to ran, run the the Onyx Path uh, on the Onyx Path YouTube channel, Trinity Continuum, Aeon game uh, for their stream. And that was super fucking cool. Uh, I'm super, A, I'm super happy you got that because when you told me you were going to run it, I was like, there's, A, there's nobody I know better that would Mm -hmm. run the shit out of that. Plus, it's on the official, it's on the official page. And then, at last minute, I got on on that with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And we uh, had the best time. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, I ran it with um, Matthew, who was able to jump in at the last minute when when we had uh, someone needed to drop out. Uh, guys from a podcast, uh, actual play podcast called uh, Cultist Anonymous. Yes, which is a mage podcast. Yep. Uh, and neither of them were familiar with the with the game or the setting at all. Uh, and Daniel Orzon, uh, who I'm hoping <laughs> I'm pronouncing that right, as a woman who wrote most of the rules for Eternity Continuum and yep. Aeon. Uh, so that was super goddamn cool to run with that group. Uh, it was obviously a, a range of experience in that group. I really like the fact that uh, one of them. <laughs> literally bought the book while we were playing, <laughs> uh, which is like, I, it's a, it's a compliment to the game itself, but mm-hmm. it's also a compliment to me for running a good game that really showcased, I hope showcased the uh, setting and how cool it was. One, one of the best things you did, the adventure was really cool. And I'll mm-hmm. talk more about that in a little bit, but what I liked you most is you very distinct, succinctly, very quickly and efficiently explained the setting to everyone that got everyone on the pay on the same page without going through 20 fucking minutes of like backstory essentially. Oh yeah. No, when you're, when you've lived with the setting since 1997, you can get the bullet points real good. Yeah. That's, that's what we got. And we all got on pretty much on the same page about what was going on within 10 minutes of playing with each other. Mm-hmm. We were off to the races. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, rather than toot my own horn, why don't, why don't you talk about that game, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> almost yeah, made Ryan happy. almost made Ryan swallow like choke on his drink. That was really funny. Get tootin'. Yep. Uh, no, the game was really cool. Uh, basically, he uh, what I liked is I was actually in multiple of Scott's games because originally I was just going to be on one of his sort of normal games, not the live broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I, so I got to play two games and each one was its own unique scenario. The one what we did on live was really cool because that one was centered around a sort of a basically one of the the a uh, kin which is kin, yeah. now i know how to that's pronounced uh hmm. basically defected from its race with some great secret and we had to go find them and we hopped from earth to the moon then finally to mars and everyone in that game got like a really cool moment to just like do something neat either it was a cool side power like 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 I did or just talk to the right person at the right time or just enter and just have good ideas. We all like mingled really well. Yeah. You guys managed the scenario really well. And, uh, and it was really cool to have it. And the second one was cool because it had to do with uh, a weird, an aberrant tech that we thought was the big thing was the main thing, which wasn't the main thing. And it was a quantum kinetic buried under a living city about to go nuclear because of PTSD. Um, (laughs) So uh, yeah, that was that, the non that was the non screen game, uh, which uh, I uh, that was the difference between those two primarily was combat. Yes, I threw in a combat encounter in the non streamed one because for a one shot, I just I, I I was planning out the scenarios that I was gonna run, and I was like, okay, this is gonna be a one shot, but it's gonna be a one shot that's gonna be streamed, and I have people who aren't like down with the mechanics right. in my game. Combat is gonna suck to watch. Yep. Like if like there's there's nothing less exciting than watching people who don't know the rules run through an RPG combat. Like that that's just my opinion. Yeah. Might have been, like it, it's it, I would rather have told like an entertaining role play forward story uh, with the players than bog everyone down on camera while we were live to the world. What was cool about that scenario that the live broadcast? The uh, what'd you call that one? The that was called Birdsong and Moonlight. 
Yeah, uh, Burns Dark Moonlight. The name that, of the kin. Yeah. That was interesting because it always felt like we were close to getting into combat, but we never did, which was cool because it made it feel tense without actually flipping over to actual combat. Yeah, well, that's um, the thing is like your antagonists there weren't like bad guys. No. Uh, your antagonists are like people who you are on ostensibly were on the same side of, uh, you know, the, the other team that was trying to find these people. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's along the lines of like, we don't want to fight these people. These are good people. They're just, yeah, these are good people. They we have, don't know what's they just going have, on. They just have contradictory orders to us, but right. we're all on the same side. Uh, no one's trying to like guns blazing. We're, we've got this. It's like, no, we, we're, we're trying to actually get there as quickly and as, as efficiently as possible so we can figure out what they're going on. So if we have to fight these guys, we don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, we, we, that was a really cool scenario. I will absolutely put link in the show notes because it's all archived on YouTube. Yep. Um, the uh, rest the of the thing, con was really what, go ahead. Sorry. You had, uh, the yeah. one thing I'm sad about that is that like, I need to check out, but I don't think the chat from that was archived. No. Uh, Cause I knew you guys were like, like kind of pseudo looking at and interacting with the chat. I didn't see the chat the whole time, but apparently there was some good stuff going on. Yeah, so there was, little, there was a, people were really engaged with us. We didn't have the biggest yeah. audience, but we had a very like engaged audience. They wanted to know questions. They're like, what is this? What's going on? Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Biotech. What's that? All this like really interesting cool. things. They were I'm, all just I'm like, sad that I can't read that. I obviously w- wasn't going to engage with it while it was going on because yeah. of the fucking game. Uh, yeah. But I'm sad that I didn't get to read that. Um, the rest of the con, at least from my end of it, like I said, I ran five games. I ran a vampire game on Friday night, another vampire game on Saturday morning, the Aeon game on Saturday night, uh, and then two Aeon games on Sunday. Yeah, I didn't know you ran Vampire, actually. I forgot yeah, I did run did. Vampire. Ran how, how were those? They were good. Um, I, I I think it, most, it was sort of a mixed bag of people who had experience with Vampire, people who didn't have experience with Vampire, like experience with FIFA 5 or not B5. It was good. Um, I, I ran two different scenarios. I think I enjoyed, I think the second scenario that I ran was a lot smoother and a lot had a lot more going on in the se- than the first one that I ran. Uh, but they were both fun, uh, and uh, I enjoyed the crap out of that. Uh, the two Aeon games that I ran both went really well. Yes. Uh, like the two non-streamed Aeon games both went really well. Both of those were the same scenario. It was a scenario that you you ran through on Sunday. I ran that again Sunday yeah. night. That um, was a solid scenario, like a really cool wham-bam, thank you, ma'am mm-hmm. sort of scenario because there's a lot of stakes involved, but there's like different ways to approach the situation. Really? Well, so <laughs> that scenario was based on uh, kind of a knockdown drag out fight that happened in the Aeon Discord uh, a couple <laughs> months ago uh, about like, well, rules is written says the quantum kinetic can throw around antimatter bombs and like that's a problem. Uh, and, and like the response was like, yes, they technically can. But if you use your side powers in that fashion, Claire Sentience will know about it. Yeah. And they'll blow they them. Will- fuck themselves the fuck up if they don't like they'll, yeah they'll fuck themselves up as long as like any story path only any story guide who runs into a pc is like oh i'm just gonna chuck a make make a chunk of antimatter and throw it into a city it's like, like what yeah exactly yeah. If you want to be that big of a dick then yeah sure but unless you're doing it like on an aberrant or like an aberrant like planet or something uh, the, the story guide is 100 percent within their rights to say, oh, a team of a team of scions, like guided by a clairsentient, just materializes out of nowhere to stop you. Right. Like because you because because ty- the psionic things ripple through time and the fact that you did this ripple rippled back into time, warned a clairsentient, and now suddenly there's someone there to stop you. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, we're here to stop a war crime. Yeah, right. exactly. Doing yourself a war crime. You a very do dumb, something... very easy to detect war crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do something that big and that dumb and that malicious with psi powers and not get caught. Yeah, there's a reason the quantum kinetics are like the rarest breed, mm-hmm. and they're they're powerful and they're capable, but they also are not likely to actually have the intent in their heart to want to do that. Like, well, that's actually not not the case. I mean, they if there's anyone who has a chip on their shoulders, it's that. It is true. 
That's fair. Like, who have a justified reason to have a chip on their yeah. shoulders. It's but, because the, that's the core quantum kinetics is I can change matter into other matter. Like I can, can change the core substrata of reality around. They can do the most damage, but they know that if they get caught, like they, they also have a reason to like, they know that they can get caught very easily if they yeah. start doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Because it's very detectable. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I did not get a chance to watch many of, like, the panels or the other yeah. uh, the other shit going on because I was running games all weekend. So, uh, Matt, did you have any chance to uh, I kind of skimmed, I skimmed a few of them, like the op- opening keynote. Uh, they were just mostly just talking about the con itself, what they tend to do. Because we actually got, like, everyone in Onyx Path was involved there. So you even got to see and uh, Rich Thomas, the owner, uh, mm-hmm. the, the man himself, was there he would participate in a few games like we actually got to see him uh they premiered essentially the playtest material for exalted essence oh. uh, i have not had time uh but i need to sit down and watch that so that i can see yeah. what they're what gas they're playing with supposedly it was a mixed exalt party for that game Ooh. and supposedly that's what exalt essence is going to be like really good for is do you want to have a mixed exalt party you can and it'll all be fine interesting Yes, I'm, I'm super intrigued by that. Uh, they obviously did all the Aeon stuff, which was really cool. I'm, I'm very happy that they showcased a lot of that. Obviously, had a lot of Vampire. Um, I'm trying to think of what else did they... Sh- they did a couple panels, like the basic boil page stuff, like how to write good in- good characters, how to do interesting NPCs, how to be a writer for like Onyx mm-hmm. Path or just a game writer and developer in general. Uh, I think they did some stuff about art art. And like the projection of like how to do art uh, and mm-hmm. development of books. Um, those were just more technical panels. Obviously, since it's an online con, anyone it was totally free, so anyone could show up and watch. There were no there was no gatekeeping. Uh, plus, uh, what was really cool that I didn't realize that they had. I think they may have just started. Uh, Onyx Path has an official Discord. Like, uh, you know, no, they've, they've they've had that for a while. I've been yeah, I, that, yeah, I didn't know it existed, so I entered it, and now I've been starting to talk a lot of people like. Because I wanted to promote uh, our live stream as well as just talk to people, and uh, they've been super welcoming and cool. Uh, a lot of familiar faces <laughs> from various other discords. Um, other than that, it was not. It was it was all weekend. Uh, all the stuff is archived on YouTube. So mm-hmm. if there's something you wanted to watch and you missed it, you can just go to the Onyx Path, go look it up. You're fine. I'll put a link in the show note for their main page so you can figure out what you want to watch. Yeah, I need to check out. I think I need definitely need to watch the. The game Matthew Webb ran, mm-hmm. uh, the the mage game that he ran. That sounded super fun. And oh yeah, I need to do that. Also, oh, another thing they premiered. Uh, they came from Beyond the Grave. Yeah, that was Matthew Dawkins premiered uh, his sort of first draft in what that's going to be all about. Also, they they did a new game that I was I heard about, but I didn't realize what it was about, which is Deviant the Renegade. Yeah, that's like RoboCops. Yeah, I was like, what? Because that, that felt like a Promethean vibe to me, but it was not. It's no, it's else. it's much more like it's 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 like cyborgs and mad science shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, le- it's less you've been returned from the dead. It's more like you've been turned by science into this thing, into these things, right? Yeah. Which I thought that was some of what the Promethe- a few Prometheans were like. Uh, all from the difference the main difference between deviant and promethean is that all prometheans are dead things that have been returned brought back to life okay yeah gotcha Uh, whereas deviants are you're still technically alive you're altered but you've you've been been altered by this process yeah that's cool um yeah so if you want to catch out some of the new stuff that they've got going on i know they came up with a couple other announcements but i can't remember exactly what they were off the top of my head but they're basically the onyx pass is in a really good spot right now they're obviously got a really good following going and they're always just they're just keep turning out that material which we really love you i'm trying to think what else so but that was the reason why i said we weren't going to do uh about what we've been gaming because me and Scott two weeks ago, that was a lot of our gaming. That was a bit, just doing yeah. Onyx Path. Uh, yeah, other than that, we've been doing D&D, a little bit of D&D. It's been a little kind of slow hit and miss uh, for scheduling. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Vampire's been running around. My Vampire Bay game's been, been running. Uh, we're going to have our, our final game of the arc this Wednesday. 
So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So the final game of the arc of the arc, not the final game of the game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then we're going to take probably an extended break uh, for one of my players to get used to the fact to to get used to baby. Yeah, she has a baby. She's got a baby on the way. Uh, so we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, and I've got a project that I'm going to be working on during that break uh, that will be in the on the back burner and sort of in editing hell for a while before yeah. that comes out into the world. Uh, um, oh, uh, uh, it's actually good. I actually, guys, I, I went back and started listening to some of the stuff of the current arc of uh, Burning Down that Scott's running. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, is this shit get weird. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, am I going to run a fucking World of Darkness game that doesn't get fucking weird? Yeah, yeah it's whew, yeah, a little rougher than I was expecting. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I got to say, my players are fantastic. Like, I, I you know, they... I, I, I put them in the weird fucking situations and they run with it and they go yep. with it and they go into the dark real well. Yep. Uh, is there anything? Acting is going well. Uh, we yeah. just recorded. Uh, that's we're level four now. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this <clears throat> is a fun. This is a fun chapter. This is the 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 dungeon in air quotes in this one for the for this chapter is real wacky. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have to be pirates in Luskin or something like yeah, that. It's, it's, it's very piratical. I will say piratical. That. God damn it. Um, yeah, no, that's been fun. Uh, what about you, Ryan? You've been, you've been, we've been talking about our own shit for a while. Oh yeah. Sorry. I was looking at, I was looking at flights. Oh yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but yeah, uh, star Wars is fun. We've been, we've been having a good time. We met our yeah. big bad. You met your big bad. Oh. She's fucking, a, she's a fucking lunatic. She is. I, I, I'm very eager to get to play that again uh, because I've, I've kind of that last game told me what Kel Jax is going to be about. Oh, very cool. I, I Good. Interesting. Like, that, like he, like, so this is, this is me basically like kind of going on a, I'm, I'm, I'm going off the riff of Kel Jax is a guy. He has access to the force, but he, but, there's no grounding in what the force means and what Jedi are or anything like that. This is just him like encountering the realities of the force and coming up with his own theories and his own, own way of contextualizing. Yeah, he's, he's treating it without, a mor- he's treating it without a morality attached to it, which is yeah. you know. yeah, without so, a bias. So him directly, like he knew that, okay, like we've been piecing together. It's like, okay, well the people who blew up the Hosnian system, they're hardcore motherfuckers. And like we like pretty much tell yeah they're, they're the dark side is involved this nebulous thing called the dark side involved but actually running into one a person who has fallen to the dark side and like seeing firsthand like the shit that they do has just really gotten into his head and he wants to understand it more because the idea that he has right now is that he. He's seen and he's dabbled in like being a bad person. He knows bad people. He knows the sort of shit that bad people get up to in this galaxy. This is not just a bad person. No, she, and, there's a difference between mm-hmm. exactly. No, you're absolutely correct. Sorry. Yeah, and, to, and, and so his, and his, and his thought, his thought is, is like the difference is the dark side, which is like this, the dark side in his mind, is it it she's responsible for the things she does but she but this x factor of the dark side means that there's this dark side is doing something to people there's like, a there there's a once there's you a, understand what her deal actually mm-hmm. is because i'm going to do my best to make sure that you one way or another get some pieces of her actual backstory yeah, sure, yeah. why she is the way she is might become a little clear I mean that that's that's fair, but it's, it's it'll, the 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 thing is like the, the idea that he's running off in this. It's something he wants to research and, and understand. Is that people who fall to the dark side, while responsible for their actions, are also partially victims. Now here, because they fall, but what or, if they were raised in it? If they were raised, I mean, then they were they're super doubly victims. Yeah, yes. because they had no no they no no better. They knew no other it, way. Like it's the it, same. The thing is, and I'll I'll just say this: I didn't write Shroud to be redeemed. I and I'm not going on a redemption kick. Like that's I wrote that's, her to fucking die at some point because oh yeah, no that's 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 fair. Go. That's fair. 
even if the, my, she is my, again on the road of redemption, she should die because that's the yeah. That's kind of yeah. how it do. Keljax Kel, Kel is using this this example, and he's thinking about it in micro in, in macrocosm. Like he's he's like right. Absolutely. He's 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 trying to he's trying to get the big picture aspect of this because the dark side freaks the fuck it freaks him out. The dark side would gives a person the impetus and the ability to perform acts that some might consider unnatural. Yeah. Well, I mean, fucking blowing up planets and entire star systems and like that was just people, man. Yeah. Now, yeah. What she that was, was just advanced technology was, and was people. a funky experiment for it was sure. A funky experiment. Well, that's that's it's like. <laughs> yes, it was just people, but the the people who gave the or like he does well he doesn't know exactly what happened with the Hosnian system. He's assuming that some dark side asshole is at the heart of it because it's he evil. Wrong. Yeah, because it's evil on a on a scale and magnitude that just running around the galaxy. He has by the nature of how big it was, it obviously interfaced with the dark side. And fed it's a reciprocal loop, right? Yeah, exactly. It feeds itself. Elo he was would just say trying to about figure out whole... a way to do that shit economically, dude. Yeah. You yeah. wanted to know how to do. It's like planet killers ain't cheap. No, they yeah. aren't. It's an entire planet. Well, the fucking planet fuck the planet. That Elo would look at this as like the force period uh, light side or dark side, it's a force multiplier. That's what it mm-hmm. is. It's literally a force multiplier. It's like it's whatever you are, just amped like all the way up Let's yeah, just but just turns that dial on like it's putting keljak in a space that like he's he's considering he he is very concerned about the dark side as a big concept well i'm just gonna say that if you like the sound of the rhyme of the frost maiden you're really gonna like what's gonna happen next okay. <laughs> i got i got hint hint it's going to be cold and there might be some body horror involved. Yay. <laughs> That's exactly what I need. Also, yeah. So Star Wars is obviously going well. We just need to get back into it. And it's really cool. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just had it. It's fine. Also, we're like, it's, it's really hard. I will say it's hard when I know it's like, when you're like, we got six months worth. I'm like, Oh man, then maybe I can take a nap instead. <laughs> no, you, you're welcome to do that. It's fine. I know. Why I we know. record early. It's I totally just, okay. It, Writing, running games, I'm not like you guys. I can't just, like, run a game, you know? I have to, like... Dude, I'm... I'm. The only reason I can do that is because I have a roll 20. It's got everything there mm-hmm. for me. I just have to read some yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm off... I have to do research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but listeners, if you're not listening to Star Wars New Vigil... I think you're silly. You're silly. It's good. I think you're silly not to, honestly. I think for a... a I think for a buck... You're gonna get a better story than the Rise of Skywalker, and I can, I can, oh, hey, I can actually guarantee you a better written, possibly acted story than. No, the I won't go as far as acted, but definitely like contextually a better story, a lot funnier because we're funnier, fun funnier people. Yeah. We're fun. We're yeah. a lot more fun. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still like keeping track of Adam Driver's process uh, progress because you know of that whole. Uh, Spinal injury that he he suffered from carrying the fucking series. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, By the way, can I just say that when I found out that the writer said like that, what actually happened is when Leia like you know offed herself, mm-hmm. she basically did like a, a dark side purge on Ben, and that's what that's how that happened. It wasn't her possessing him. It wasn't any of that shit. She literally just force oofed him out of the dark side. That's I'm just so like, dumb. It's like, wow, way to really, way to remove really, all agency from the character. Move all agency from the character. It's like, then why didn't she just like do that before? You're right. If she was so fucking powerful. Eh, eh. Let's, but, let's, that's, let's, let's cut that off because that's Patreon content. We could talk about that yeah, for you hours. Yeah, you remind me when it's patron time. I got something to say. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I will. Um, uh, any, well, like any, the farce. <laughs> but uh, any other news or things we want to, gaming-wise, we want to talk about? I know we've been just kind of faffing around, talking about a little bit of everything, but that's okay. We, we're sort of getting our gears back, feet underneath us, so we're going to move forward. Uh, yeah, you know, it turns out after over 100 episodes and a goddamn million interviews, we're, it's hard to get a singular subject. Oh, and we're working on more interviews. Don't you worry, everyone. We're working I know, on more I'm interviews. I'm just saying it's hard just... to get a singular subject down for us to, like, <laughs> Oh, I've got a couple ideas. Uh, there's, they've got a couple. I've got to have a couple ideas for actual episodes, so we're not just goofing around too much. But regardless, uh, is there anything else you guys would like to talk about? 
Uh, I mean, I'm at some point in the near future, I'm going to be playing a game. Uh, I, th- I think it's called this. Uh, hold on. Yeah, the, this Discord has ghosts in it. <laughs> um, uh, it's a game that uh, a friend of ours is putting together, and it is a game designed to be run over Discord. Right. Uh, where uh, some people play inspect, uh, in- investigators and some people play ghosts, and the ghosts can only communicate through, like, music files and images and basically they can't talk like they can't they can't speak directly or type directly they can only like communicate in images and it's about scaring the the mortals and also uh leading the mortals to trying to resolve whatever trauma that's cool it's the emoji game it's essentially yeah it's essentially the emoji and youtube clip game fun (laughs) Yeah, so that's getting ready oh, to play. Oh, man, I want somebody to be baller and, like, cut, like, YouTube clips or audio files together so it's, like, a speech. Like, they're they're explaining uh, something. Uh, if, if I have enough time, I, I plan on doing some stuff. I'm not going to talk about what I'm planning because listeners may be playing that game. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to I don't want to reveal anything that will be too Your spoiler. secrets? You don't want to reveal your secrets. secrets. Yeah, uh, game-wise, uh, just same old, same old stuff. I don't think there's much else uh, that we got, except, like I said, we do have some interviews planned. There are a couple show ideas we have. We're always open listeners. Please, we need some feedback. Help us out. Get a, we'll, we'll generate yeah, if, good content. If, the, if there's a game you want us to review, if there's something you want us to talk about. Right. Yeah, also, I do read the, like, Mr. Michael Tyson, our, our illustrious producer, I do, in fact, see your comments and stuff on our Patreon and stuff. I just don't have a direct way to cut to like reply to them. Yeah, I don't because have, it, it goes through me. It's a whole it, thing. It, 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 go, it all goes through uh, super producer good boy, Matthew. <laughs> Aww. Uh, but he does relay questions and stuff to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always I always relay um, again at Polyhedron Cast if you're on Twitter, Polyhedron uh, uh, Podcast at gmail.com for email. I've been on Twitter lately. No one hey, you have. To see what I have to say. Oh, man. I actually was surprised how much you've been on Twitter lately. It's hot and spicy. Yeah, it's well, spicy by hot and spicy, right mean every, like 90% of the rest of Twitter agrees with you. Well, it's well, easy. No, 90% of the silo that we're in agrees with you. Yeah, my silo, I, my silo is very, very lefty. Uh, so. I have, yeah, I'm, I'm in the, all I have to say is I am knee deep in like TTRPG Twitter. Like, yeah, wow, sure. do I have just, if I, I read a lot of different people's stuff. Yep. That it's all in that sphere. That's what I get. Well, I'm glad to know that we as a tabletop, like, thankfully, as far as I can tell, like, Role players are a pretty liberal left-leaning. Oh no, no, fashy, fashy role players out there. Oh yeah, I mean, every everyone loves Warhammer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently, like that's a big thing that's been going on. Is like the people who do Warhammer are like, we don't want no fascists no mo. Yeah, they 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 there there's a bit of a reckoning that has been coming for a long time within the with within the uh, Warhammer 40k universe fandom. yeah, the very basis of everything about Warhammer 40k is D&D's problems turn up to 40k. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you because you've had to we've always as as time progresses we've had to reconcile more and more ideas of why we enjoy or can it sort of quote unquote like endorse slash enjoy this this obviously very terribly fascist content of a thing that I don't even play. Yeah. I don't even like very much. It's 40,000 years in the future. And yep. I don't think anything in any book ever has tried to convince its players that the human Imperium is a good thing. It, Unless you're reading in-world documentation that mm-hmm. says we're a good thing. Uh, I will wait that for patron content because that I could go into a very long diatribe. Oh, of the, I'm, so, of I'm the, sorry. I must be. Am I mistaken? That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's very unfortunate. Never mind. I just usually err on the side of people like aren't going to write some pro fascist shit into. Well, and if it, anyone wants it, to come at me about the fourteen eighty eight shit in the in the Vampire Five book, I'll fight you. That most people don't want to write like things that inspire fascists. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the kicker. It's like. Problem is anything can take you out of contest and inspire fascists. All American cinema. 
Yeah, any exactly. Hero, like any hero Fight Club, Fight Club, V for Vendetta. You, you go through list and list. There's a whole there's a whole behind the bastards on how Hollywood helped the Nazis. Right. It, it wasn't through like making pro-fascist propaganda literally it's by making anything with a chosen one narrative in it yeah. or anything where the single strong man stands like, up to the, end. the single the single race but anyways we're ranting we're getting off topic so we're going to close it out here everyone if you want to hear more about what we're about to talk about patron content man it's gonna yeah, be it's spicy on this one you can hear these these very pasty white men have it's a very <laughs> Have a great discussion about politics. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. Okay. Hello, everyone. Just wanted to let you all know, if you want to email us, you can at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get in contact with us via Twitter, you can contact us at polyhedroncast. And if you want to contact me, I am at bioimportance. If you want to get in contact with me directly, I'm at divismallcav. And I'm a hermit, so just email the show, please. Also, in addition, if you really like the show and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Give us a buck a month. You get a lot more content, and it'll really help us out. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone.